Hi everyone, welcome back to Guest of Show. Here's Angus and Nathan here. Going on. So NBA playoffs just start. We watched game one already. Lakers take an easy win. On the other side, Heats take a big hit. They got they a couple did. injuries and that might affect the rest of the series. Dragic out of the series. Jimmy Butler, maybe he can come back for game two. Bam Adebayo, at the moment, he got listed as doubtful. So right now, before injuries or before the final start, I was predicting Lakers would take a 4-2 win. But right now, yeah. I think Lakers might even like win 4-1 or 4-0. So what, what's yeah. your prediction now? And what do you think about this series? Yeah, I was going into the series thinking Lakers would take it, but I thought it would be a good like a good series. Like the Heat have been I don't think anyone expected the Heat to be in the finals right now. Right. If you went into the bubble thinking the Heat were, you know, going to be going to the finals, like that's something you wouldn't have believed until it actually happened. But, you know, they've been underdogs and they played so well throughout these playoffs. And it is such a shame that they've lost such big like players for their team. Like Bam, who has been an all-star like all year um, on both ends of the floor. And Dragic, who's pretty much been like their leading scorer throughout the playoffs and in the bubble. It's two big like losses for them. But the one thing for them is that Kendrick Nunn has played really well off the bench in the first game. And what I think he can take what Dragic produced, if he, has, if he plays well each game, he can take what Dragic produced. Um, of course, he's less experienced. He's still a rookie. But at least they have a viable option to switch out the point guard position. But their biggest weakness will be who's going to go at center. I mean, I think the next biggest guy is Kelly Olynyk. Right, that's so him. Are they, like, that's not going to work out with Lakers' size with Dwight and AD both starting. Like, they're just going to be overmatched. It's a bad matchup for the Heat. Um, and, yeah, as you said, Jimmy's also, you know, a bit shaken up. I think he, he will play. He's such a competitor. He's one of my favorite players just because he's really got that grit about him. And I heard him in the um, pregame conference for tonight's game talking about how, you know, oh, we're going to win. We're going to take this. Like, that confidence, like, he's that, he's that dog. Like, he has that confidence. And I think that's kind of built through how he was so just underrated and, you know, his background, which we'll get into later and how he's here now and he's an all-star. And I think he's a great leader and he's had, you know, those stints at uh, the Timberwolves and 76ers, but I think he has found a home here in Miami and Miami will want to keep him. But going Uh, on further predictions for the series, I don't want to say sweep. But, yeah, okay, yep, I'm going to go for a sweep. I'm going to go Lakers going to sweep them just because without Bam, without Dragic, with Jimmy not being able to have that full explosiveness that he has, you know, the quick first steps, the strength, because his, his injury was really bad. Like, if you look at it, the way his ankle and knee rolled, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a sweep. Are you uh, thinking the same sweep? Are we bringing out the broom? Well... Uh, I don't really want to say that, but I think the Heat uh, with Jimmy Butler's like that passion and his he that kind of leadership style. So I think yeah. they might try to win at least one game for the fans and for the future. So I think they would try to fight for it to win one game. 
But oh yeah, most they're likely four-one yeah. the most. I don't even think they can win two games. Like yeah, uh, in first take, Stephen A said like, how can the Heat turn around? Basically, all you can do is just pray, pray a lot. So even like yeah. Stephen A. Smith, they, he said like, yeah, there's no hope for the Miami Heat to come back. Lakers most shame. likely would take an easy win for them. Probably is an easier one, less challenging this year. But for us fans, probably less entertaining. But it is what it is for sports. Injuries is part of the game. Yeah. So and also this kind of like weird season because there's no home court advantage. And as you mentioned, nobody would expect the Heat would get to the finals even at the yeah. beginning of the season or even pre-bubble. So I think the Heat actually did a really good job to get you this far. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, they've outdone themselves, like, completely. And also, I want to shout out to all those Heat players. They were coming from different backgrounds, especially Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, Jay Crowder. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's go through them a little bit because Jimmy Butler, actually, like, from Texas. I actually live in Texas before, so I usually like to follow people when they play college or high school ball in Texas area. So he actually went to a junior college. He wasn't really highly recruited for junior college. If you don't know what is junior college means, that means like a two years university in the States. Some of the athletes actually because of could be an like academic issue or some off-field issues. So they end up at some junior college, kind of like their second chance. If they perform well, make their name kind of well-known, they could actually earn a scholarship to go to a four years university and then potentially go to the pro. So Jimmy Butler, this is his path from junior yeah. college and then end up to Marquette University and then got drafted all-star and all NBA. So quite a successful story. And I like how he come from like not a person known in the lead. And then now he's like, leadership or the icon of the franchise yeah he's a he's a leader he 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 is the the heat's leader and he's an all-star and i respect the hell out of how hard he's had to work to get to where he is definitely definitely and then also what about duncan robinson should i tell you a little bit more about him you should but before you do i want to he's been he is an absolute stud he is a he can shoot from anywhere he can shoot the lights out oh yeah but in game one, he shot. He was out there for 27 minutes and had three shots. I just, I mean, credit to Lakers defense for not letting him to get off because they obviously would have done their homework on him because he can light it up. He is a, if he gets hot, you know, he is can very easily on any night make seven to nine threes. Like yeah, he can just do that when and change he's the game on, for you. He's on. When he's on, he is on. And most nights. Most nights he will be on. He's not going to be off. But game one, he wasn't there. He wasn't firing. You know, those three shots. So I think if the Heat want to be able to at least take a game, he's got to get more, you know, aggressive, take more shots, especially to fill fill out, you know, what they're losing in Dragic and Adebayo. So. Yeah, you're right. For them, they have nothing to lose, basically. So I yeah, think exactly. they be more aggress- aggressive on the shooting. His background is quite unique. He's from a Division Three university when he first started. So for Division Three in US, that means 
athletes they cannot receive any athletic scholarships unlike division one or division two so that's like just a passion of the game and then somehow it end up at university of michigan and then yeah. obviously got it to the lead so from a division three players end up to the pro lead there's kind of like a dream i went to division three school i was playing football and i know quite a lot of athletes Obviously, my teammates in the fo- on the football team and also some basketball players as well. None of them think about we could go to the league or even yeah. playing in overseas. It's just like the love of the game and the passion about it's, it. Yeah. But Duncan Robinson, he's actually made a dream come true. So yeah. perhaps like this is just like one of the million stories. But hey, never say never. I think shout out to all those Division three athletes out there. Even you don't have a scholarship, even you may not make it to your lead, but respect the love of the game and keep chasing your dream. Yeah, exactly. Jake Howard also from a junior college. And once he got into the lead, he got trained multiple times. And I feel like he's like a good wing player, but he just never, he never got he's to settle to a certain team or yeah. home. He bounced around a lot the last couple of years. He was Cleveland, Utah. And the heat, and that's just all in like the past pretty much year. So I think he is a good player, and he is someone who's. I don't think he's starter level. I know he's starting on the heat, and he has played well, but I think he could be a very good bench piece because you know his size. He is a big, strong guy. Oh yeah, he's and he's, but he's not. He's quite agile on his feet, and he can probably guard you know one through five. So I think he is a very valuable valuable piece, and I think he has found a home here in Miami as well. Um, he also brings that toughness. You know, he's a tough guy. Um, him and Jimmy Butler are both really tough guys, and I think that's kind of like the core for this Miami Heat team. You know, they know they're not all the uh, big name stars who came from all the big flashy backgrounds. You know, as you've yep. just been saying, they they're grinders. You know, they've came, they've had to work for everything they've gotten, um, and that's kind of like the core of this team. That's like their like idea. That's the idea of this team, and. I think that's why so many people will root for them because seeing that homegrown, you know, working, grinding for everything, I think a lot more people can relate to the Miami Heat than the Lakers with, you know, LeBron and AD or the big name stars. I think people like me, I was rooting for the Heat in this series. And I think it's because of their identity and, you know, the toughness of their team. Um, but yeah, I mean... So it's like their background, their like different stories. You come to the lead, not like rainbows and unicorn. And also, exactly. don't forget Tyler Harrow's. He's the youngest. He's like the first player born in the 2000s to play in the playoffs. And also Kinjik Nunn as well. So I can see some like good potential uh, for the Heat with the great yeah. leadership. And the young bucks keep growing up. So potentially yeah. they can make another run, but perhaps they can get in another piece. I'm not saying maybe a superstar, but make sure that piece fit Jimmy Butler. I'm not saying like yeah. affecting each other, but I'm talking about like leadership style. Like Jimmy is yeah. make sure that fits him. I think you have, you've got to be quite a unique player to want to work with Jimmy Butler. Exactly. Otherwise, that would be just like another like Timberwolves version. Yeah, <laughs> and, don't want that and, again. End up like that person will be leaving, or Jimmy Butler will leave. So that's yeah. really, really to be careful. Like Pat Riley, you should really be careful, like who you pick, and make sure the yeah. personality fit each other. 
Yeah, they've got a, long, a lot of young players. They just need to develop them. And you know, under Jimmy Butler, this team, yeah, one one extra piece. You know, Dragic is getting older. I think he's 35. So, you know, he's not going to be there for much longer. So if they get, you know, yeah, a couple good good more pieces. They don't need the superstar because I think they've just, they've got the heart, like the biggest heart in the, in the whole league. Like that grittiness, that, that's what I like about this team. So if they keep that core together, just get a few extra good pieces, you know, someone like a Drew Holiday doesn't need to be on the ball lots, but plays great defense, plays a lot of heart yep. and is super underrated. Something like that. And this team, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in, in the finals next year again. Okay, let's see. So, sadly, I would say the NBA Finals, this one, it, it could be like on the one side. But we're looking forward to the next year, as always. Yeah, I think, I think everyone's just happy that sports, in, in the time of COVID, that we can have sports. I think everyone's just appreciative of that. Definitely. Um, and, I mean, a huge shout-out to all athletes playing right now, especially people in the bubble who haven't seen their families and haven't been home. Know, what they are giving up and sacrificing for the general public just to have that little bit of happiness, you know, that's huge. So thank you to all the uh, players. Definitely. Big shout out to them. We just talked about what happened in the bubble. Now, what's outside the bubble? For coaching positions, there's <laughs> obviously a couple of like, rotations and a couple of changes. Big, Doc Weavers yeah. got fired. Yeah. And he just got hired by the 76ers. So for his run in the Clippers, I think it's a disappointment because he never leads to, he never lead the team to conference finals. Conference finals, yeah. Like Love City with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan, they never make it to the Western Conference Finals. I think it's a disappointment, but I think people had a too much of expectation for him to start because he had the big three, Boston. KG, Ray yeah. Allen, and Paul Pierce. So you want to chip, lead the big three to NBA Finals two times in three years, and then lost your second time in Game 7. So people had a big expectation for you, dog. when you come to the Clippers. For me, Love City is a good, the new Showtime. They took over Lakers for the Showtime during those years. But I yeah. think after I watched the playbook from the Netflix. The first episode is about Doc Rivers. So that kind of, that makes me know more about uh, his personality and his coaching style. He actually had great connections with his players, especially with KG. When Doc Rivers' father passed away, he got to go take care of some stuff. And then KG actually told Doc Rivers, like, if you're sad, I'm sad as well. So yeah. this kind of stuff is really personal. You, it's really take bottom apart from someone to say it. And I can see from that, Doc Rivers and his players have like a really, really deep relationship. And as you see, like KG is a tough guy and he's, al- he's also really passionate about the game. You can see like his head bump before the game every time. And for Lob City, I think... I like all three of them on the team, but I just don't see they are passionate enough like KG yeah. or Poppius. Ray Allen is a quiet guy, just his personality. So uh, maybe he's an exception. But Love City, I don't see their passion enough compared to KG or the original big three. 
So this is just like market yeah. view. And if you don't connect with your players or let's say if coaches and players, they don't have to click or connect with each other, I think that's always something limiting, especially winning yeah. a championship or trying to make it run. Yeah, I see that. Um, I think the one thing about Doc Rivers is a lot of his players, they respect him. Yep. And I think that's one of the biggest things as a coach. You, you need your players to respect you. And I think he's one of the most well-respected coaches in the NBA. So, you know, I hope he goes well at Philly. Um, I'm interested to see how he works with Joel and Ben Simmons. Philly have a good team. I do think they need the extra shooting. You know, they've got a lot of work to do, but they have the pieces in place. And with the right coach under Doc Rivers, which I really like the signing for them, yeah, all the best to Doc. Um, and we'll see what he does with that Philly team because I think that this would be a good test for him because that Philly job is something that people have shied away from just because of the talent they have, but the lack of cohesiveness between them. So I want to see how Doc does that. And I'm, you know, hoping all the best for him. Yeah. I believe Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers, they will click. I think Joel Embiid yeah. is a passionate players. And, yeah. and I hope, uh, you know, one round. So the process still going, I was, I was at one point I was quite excited when the Sixers got lots of draft picks. They actually yeah. got like top like picks of the players, but they just didn't draft the right player. And then yeah. obviously waste a time, waste a year or the draft pick like Jahil Okafor, Fuse. Yeah. So imagine I mean, if you, if you didn't draft them and then you can use those picks to draft other players. I mean, obviously, it's easy for me to say that right now. But if you make yeah. that decision, imagine how stacked they are. Like, all your players, I mean, all your top picks players, they are still under, like, rookie contract. It's crazy to think that they could have had Jason Tatum in that Fultz 2017 draft. Oh, yeah. Easily. That would have been... If they took him first... Uh, I mean, it's all what-ifs. You know, the Lakers... And then the whole NBA change is, is a whole, totally yeah. changed. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of coaching position... What's going on with Houston right now? This is kind of like a tough job because at the moment, you still have Russell Westbrook and James Harden, both like MVPs like together. I think they both are great players. I will stick around with James Harden if I need to just pick one person to build around. So yeah. well, the rumor said maybe Westbrook will get trade. Let's assume you still have two players. Like how... Do you think this is a tough job to have to coach both at the well, same time? Well, my beloved Rockets, I think it would be a horrible job to want to do. <laughs> I think Mike D'Antoni in the system was perfect, but obviously they don't have him now. Yeah, it's a tough one, especially if they continue to go all out on small ball. Like I, I'm, I think the experiment it worked in a way, but you saw how it broke down in the playoffs, and I don't yeah. think it's gonna. I think they need to, you know get back, you know, some size because I don't think that's going to win them a championship. Yeah, I still think but, trading away Capella, there was a mistake. Yeah, and I'm, I've been hearing, you know, that, you know, uh, Steven Silas and Wes Unsold Jr., uh, Tyron Lue are some of the candidates that they're interviewing. The Minnesota assistant, David Vantpole. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to have Ty Lue there. I love Ty Lue as a coach. Um, and, you know, he was at the Clippers as an assistant this year. I'd like to see him back as a head coach. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tricky one. 
because personally, if I was a coach, I wouldn't want to coach there. I feel like that would be one of the hardest jobs. You know, you've got such a two ball dominant players who go in ISO. Like, how much coaching is there really to do? I think they do need to get someone who can change the system a bit up because they've only got a couple years left of you know prime hard and prime like Westbrook. So it's really now and ever for them. I mean, we've been saying that for the last couple of years, but it's really now and ever for them. So you've really got to go into the season. Whoever they sign as a head coach has to go into the season thinking they can win the chip. So right now, it's, for Houston, it's kind of like now or never. Charge to make a championship run. But I know it's hard to run to superstar basically on the same position. They both like to have the ball with their hands, but like they need to find a solution to sort it out. And yeah. This kind of out of topic uh, is kind of related with soccer. Reminds me of England back in the days with uh, Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard. That <laughs> era, they have the best lineup, but the manager. But it's not always can, the best. Yeah. It's not always the best. How lineup. to put them on the field together. Yeah, I mean, you could have two amazing, great players like Houston do in Westbrook and Harden, who are going to be Hall of Famers. But it it it's all about fit. You know, all team sports is all about fit. It doesn't matter if you have... Like, look at the Heat. They don't have... Jimmy Butler, you could argue, is a top 10, but most people would argue he's not a top 10. Yep. They don't have one player pretty much like who's a solid, you know, superstar that you can say definite top 10. They all fit so well they're in the NBA finals right now. So I totally agree. It's all about fit. It doesn't matter. I mean, talent obviously gets you places, but you know, the saying, you know, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Exactly. You just need, it's all about the fit. And especially in a game like basketball, it's all about the fit. So if Houston can get a coach who knows how to work those two players together in a way that they can be coherent and they get other players involved then, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be betting on my Rockets again to win the championship next year. But it depends on who he gets head coach and depends who they sign this offseason because if they're going to go back to big, they're going to need a big who's obviously got size, but someone who can shoot. Someone like a Dwayne Dedman from Atlanta who has got the size, you know, he can rebound, but he does shoot like 38% from three. So I think that would be a good, really good signing for them. Um, but they need a player like that. So let's see. So let's after the finals and the off season, let's see what's going on. So speaking of next season, I think the Nets is going to be dangerous. And Kyrie has something to say. Don't know who's heard the uh, Kyrie's interview, but pretty much he was saying, and it scares me because he's completely right that the Nets next year, he basically said on every team he's been on, he's felt like, you know, if the clock's winding down and they need a shot, he's the guy. And he's always felt like he was the guy. Even though he played against, he played with LeBron, he still thought he was, you know, that guy. He's going to take that shot. Yep. And he pretty much admitted he's never been on a team like with like now with the Nets, with having Kevin Durant next to him. He basically said, Kevin it can be that guy as well. And he's never been on a team where he's felt like he can also take the last shot and still get it in. I am so interested in the Nets next year because I think they're going to be a team to watch. I mean, I don't. I want to see how they're going to work with Kyrie and KD. But if they if they if they get to click and you know they're managed and coached well and they don't ha- end up having a Houston situation and they actually work well, they are going to be scary. If 
I want to see them. I, I think I can call 10 games into next season, see how the Nets are. But early predictions, I'm going to say that they're going to make a run for the, for the title next year. Yeah, hopefully the Nets, they can stay healthy. They got a new coach. Obviously, like they got most of the players back. And they will get, obviously, Katie. She played for the first time. They just got to stay healthy. And also, what, what Kyrie said, he trusts Katie more than LeBron. So, indirectly, Kyrie sent LeBron a message. I think Katie is a better player than you. So yeah. Oh, this yeah. is what I saw. Speaking of LeBron, this should be an easy win for, for him. Can put him to the GOAT conversation or compare him to Kobe or Michael Jordan. So this is his 10 finals in his career and looks yeah. like he's going to win his fourth. I, I have got five rings. Kobe got five rings. Jordan got six rings. So how do you think this year or the fourth win will affect his legacy? You see, I'm, I, I've got the hot take of thinking that if he wins against this beaten up Miami team in the bubble, that people aren't going to put that towards his resume of being the GOAT. Personally, I don't think he could be the GOAT. I don't think anyone else ever will be. I think Michael Jordan will always be the GOAT. Yep. I'd even put I'd even put Kobe above LeBron. I mean, LeBron is so... I mean, it is crazy how LeBron is 36 and is still the best player in the world. He's longevity and he's he's a super athlete. He's such a well-rounded player. He, I think he, out of Jordan and Kobe, he's the most well-rounded player. But I don't think he's the best player. And I don't think this championship will do anything for his resume of being a GOAT. That's what, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Do you, do you see the same? What, what are you seeing from if he wins this championship? There's, there's always something about it. Even LeBron does something good. People still won't give him credit. Personally, I, yeah. I don't think he's a GOAT. No. Uh, I think people tend to focus on his losing. I would say he's not the best based on record, but for ability, he's the best. Yeah. Obviously, he lost. Most well-rounded. Most well-rounded player. Most all-rounded, exactly. Superhuman athlete ever. Greatest athlete in in any sport. Yeah. So, for his age, like 36, 37, this is like wash-up age already. Like... In soccer, you probably retired, and then in football, NFL, you probably retired or pretty washed up already. Yeah. At his age, he's still he's still playing at his level, and the yeah, way that's he, crazy. You gotta give him credit to it. I don't care how many times he lost yeah. in the finals. Yeah. No. Yeah. Complete credit to him for being to able to keep his body in shape and to just have the drive to keep going in what year eighteen? That's it's mental. I still remember the day he lost the finals and he, he shaved his head and then like went to the weight room <laughs> and then that LeBron challenge one. It's a funny it's a funny video, but also really impressed with you just lost the final. I'll been well, really pissed, I'll been like just slip in or have like a break. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's he, got that energy. He got that like energy and mentality that like today's a new day of new seasons, just start right now. I gotta do what I need to do. Uh, exactly. Sometimes it kind of annoys me. I remember a couple of years ago, he just finished the season opener and then the post-game interview. Someone, the interviewer asked him, LeBron, how do you feel? You just win a game. And then he said, like, I'm pretty out of shape. I didn't hit the weight room right now. I, I think it's just like, 
this is this is too much. Like, but I think yeah. I get his point. Like, he just would tell people like, I'm not stopping. The job's not done yet. I gotta like keep working. It's something speaks his like character. It, this is. I mean, it's it's related to LeBron, unrelated to a serious topic. But did you also see the Instagram story posted by Bronny, uh, LeBron's son, of him smoking? <laughs> I think LeBron just wants to get these four games sweep over so he can get home and beat his ass. Social media nowadays is a great way to connect with, with uh, friends and others, but also it's like, easy to get into trouble as well. For me, a couple of years ago, I did learn a lesson. It's not nothing like crazy or like illegal or break the law, but it just give me a lesson. Uh, think before you post. Or if you, yeah. if you post it, you can always delete it before it's too late. So always think before you post. And then like, think about if you yeah. affect or offend anyone. I'm not saying you cannot yeah. have your opinion, but just be careful because you never know who's yeah, reading your stuff. Once something's online, sending, you've always got, there's always history of it. Exactly. Um, people always can take a screenshot and then it could be in history. One more time, think before you post and you never know who's watching it. Anyway, so in Hong Kong, it's a four days weekend. It's Friday everywhere. So hope, hope everyone having a good weekend. Shout out to Tony Savage. He just dropped a new album, Savage Mode 2. I'm going to listen to that right after this. a song featuring with Drake, Mr. Right Now. I think it could be in a little bit I really like the Drake part personally. The whole album, kind of decent, pretty much his style. Uh, yeah. Trust me, but still a new album. So if you like rap, check it out. Anyway, thank you for listening. Have a good weekend. We'll come back next time.